No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. There's nothing better than the Grateful Dead family hooking you up with delicious food at Fire on the Mountain. Fire Here on in the Mountain. Portland, three locations, two locations in Denver, and they got a lot of stuff happening in the Fire on the Mountain world. Tell us about the beer, Apple. Well, I just get really excited, you know, just when you think they can't bring you anything delicious anymore, like they've done so many good, delicious things. They come out with their new beer, which is a vanilla bourbon coffee stout. Wait, what? what? I love vanilla. I love bourbon. <laughs> I love coffee. And I love stout beer. They put them all together. And I can't wait to try this. That's like Willy Wonka got inside your brain and made a beer out of yeah, your, like, what your what, brain like, loves. Like, what are four of your favorite things? Well, let's see, sir. <laughs> yeah. And they've done that with pretty much the whole menu over there at Fire on the Mountain. They got into all of our brains and were like, what is your favorite thing, yeah, sir? Yeah, because when madam? I saw that Nashville uh, hot chicken sandwich, I was like, what? Yeah. Do we need to make a special stop? For sure we do. And well, for sure so you do. do. You, yeah. And, and just to throw like another thing out there, you mentioned it a minute ago, like the sauces they keep coming up with, blueberry, serrano sauce. Yeah. Or Creole dry rub, a chili lime, all of them. Like you're not going to get bored. And they even have stuff for you vegan people out there. So don't feel bad if you're not into chicken wings or poultry products or other stuff. You can go and have delicious vegan wings over there. Have an awesome salad. That's right. Get some pizza. Anyway. Anybody and, can go. And if if you're not in Portland or Denver, don't feel left out. Nope, like we always say you can go and you can get some of their merch. You can order their sauces to be delivered to your house to make your own awesome wings. That's right. You go to PortlandWings.com and check out what they got. They have some amazing swag over there. You can get a hoodie or a t-shirt and then you can like rep the, the Grateful Dead and Fish family in the form of a, a restaurant stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you want to look at them up on Instagram, um, FOTMPDX and FOTM Denver. Yeah, that's right. So go check them out. Fire on the Mountain, part of the family. When you go online to, to buy like lot clothes and stuff, it's, it's hit or miss. And it's really cool when you find somebody that is making cool shit like all the time. Like every drop <laughs> they do is good and they never throw a stinker at you. And that is what's happening with Shop Tour Bus. Go to at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com and check out what 
our friends over there are doing in the form of Grateful Dead song titles told in picture form. They've made their t-shirts like trading tapes. The That's t-shirts true. themselves are the, you know, 77 Cornell and like everything. Like those, they're special. And if you like the way that they feel, you will love having every single one of these items in your cute t-shirt collection for you like i don't know what am i gonna wear to you know uh fish vegas what am i gonna wear to i don't know but you can do anything with these shirts they're dope apple what's the new one well the new one they find they they say they tweak the knees and reshape the surfboard a bit and they're super stoked on this one the estimated tees are now available for pre-order so go over there do your pre-order for the estimated profit this design is so dope it like just it, it has everything California kind of in it. It makes sense. Fitting. It's an estimated profit you'll, shirt. You'll get it in one of the uh, the new boxes. They now have the the new Terrapin shipper boxes that are ready. You just have to go over to see how dope these look. Yeah, it's like an all over printed box with their Terrapin station design on the inside, and it doesn't just come with the thing that you ordered in it. There's all kinds of extras, and some of you are even going to get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg, bootleg cassette bootleg. in your order. And make sure you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word when you check out because they are hooking the family up with free shipping. So go check out shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. You'll see what we're talking about. It's the best of the best. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glassby, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. 
is stopped and and we can now communicate without the distraction of a snow globe outside the window. <clears throat> hey, hey now. No Simple Road family, what's happening? This is Aaron. This is Mel. And this is Apple. What's going on, everybody? We are back for another um, installment yeah of the no simple road weekly rewind wow that's hard to say weekly rewind done in collaboration with the edible beats the edible beats denver colorado Thank go check you. them out they are creating magic over there and uh they are partners with us in doing what we're doing and magic in we the are form very grateful for them of delicious edible unique vibrant foods <laughs> And, you know, it makes sense because we are delicious, edible, and unique. We are. (laughs) I want to eat all their things. You do? Yes. Looking at the Instagrams for the restaurants and stuff, it just, man, I I can't wait until we go to Denver again. One of the things that, I mean, of course, food is that's delicious is awesome, but food that's beautiful that you almost don't want to eat <laughs> that yeah. there's something to be said about that i'm not talking about the fancy one where they give you like one tiny little thing and then like a little herb on top and <laughs> they blow smoke at it and they're like here's a pea i'm with sure smoke. i'm sure that stuff is cool too i don't i don't know about it Dope. but but their food just looks so awesome and shareable and it looks like it lends for such a cool dining experience that i'm just so excited to go be part of that when we go to denver well on the on the weekly rewind we've talked about like our favorite festival experiences and like what we would do if if money was no object with our life and and stuff like that and (laughs) i i was thinking today like because mel and i are um getting ready to go to fish mexico well i mean it's a month out but I guess that yeah, we are still um, getting you're, ready. You're preparing. Yes. preparing. Yes. We are. You were just looking at light up sunglasses sure and frilly tutus. So you're, <laughs> yes, you're getting ready. <laughs> um, so I was thinking like talking about taking vacation, right? Vacation is such a, um, it's become such a part of our life because a lot of our life is spent Vacation, vacation now places. because we're going to festivals and concerts yes. and doing. And but I mean, so you wouldn't consider that work? I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Right, it's, like it's a working vacation is what I consider okay. it now. Like when we go yeah. to Peach, we are most definitely not home. We are staying in a hotel or camping or staying in a hotel. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and it, it's something we do even if we didn't have a podcast true like yeah go into well festivals. i mean yeah not we, as often yeah definitely not as often yeah that's true we'd probably pick one a year that we would do it up at but like i was just thinking if if you had like a magic wand right what would your what and where would be your dream vacation and and why and uh because especially in the culture that we live in, it's very strange the way that we have set up society right now. You work like 50 weeks out of the year and you get most places, if you're lucky, you get two weeks vacation. Yeah, that's if you're lucky for and sure. we save and plan all year for those two Around weeks. Around that vacation and it's, time. And that's wild to me, man. Like, and I, and I remember before we did No Simple Road, like 
feeling like when I was on vacation was the only time that I could completely let my hair down. Like going away and, and you don't have any cares and you're not worried about schedule and, and you're everything's you're free. shut off. Yeah. And that's fucked up, man. That 50 weeks out of the year, we are two of it yours. for, for these two measly, you know, little bits of week. And then we go back and, and that's supposed to like, recharge us for the rest of the year to continue doing what we do. Yeah. It depends on your perspective too. If you hate your job and don't like to work, you're going to most absolutely want to get away from it. But if you enjoy working and you don't hate it, a vacation is just another great thing that you get to That's do true. during the year. That's true. I, I think for most of my adult life, I, I haven't hate is a very strong word. Yes, it I is. would hate to see and, yeah. your hate then because <laughs> this is very when you talk about work or, or since I've known you for and you've worked in the communications industry. If the feeling behind it wasn't hate, I don't know what to say it is <laughs> a strong dislike. Hate. Hate is a very Dis- strong disdain. disdain. Yeah, I, oh. I think that like. Being doing something every day that you aren't like completely passionate about causes that over time. But what about if you can work in something that you do like every day, in addition to your responsibilities to offset that feeling? I, that's the, that's what I was just going to say. That's why I think one, one of the, one of the coolest like jobs out is like when, who was a Burt Kreischer and like, like they have those reality shows where, all they do is vacation. Still, would you, get, would you get tired of vacationing? Like after a while, like, oh, I've got to go on vacation again. Yeah. But just like know. traveling around the world and documenting it and sharing it with others. That would be awesome. I, I, Seems I, exhausting. In answer it to way, your question, though, never Mel, be home. I <clears throat> excuse me. I will say that since we started doing No Simple Road, it has v- exponentially alleviated that feeling of like frustration with my day job not that i not that like i don't still get frustrated yeah i didn't take it away i didn't take it away but like i have something else that i'm doing that i'm passionate about so at times that doesn't seem as bad does that make sense yeah you can kind of shift your focus off of what's negative and onto what's enjoyable and positive and and we we always have something to look forward to yeah there's always something on calendar the calendar is not it's not like oh in six or seven months, I get to go to that one vacation. Yeah, but d- travel is such a huge part of the human experience. If you aren't traveling, you're missing out on a huge portion of life. You get to see life from different perspectives, even inside your own country. Especially, I, th- I think, let me say this, when... Most of the time, this is not absolute, but most of the time when you ask somebody, at least who lives in America, hey, you know, you're going to go on vacation and there's this idea that you need to get out of the country in order to really like travel or vacation. But I think a lot of us in America haven't really seen a lot of America. Yeah. That and, and and that's like a blanket statement, but that's a kind of a, a thought that I've had because you know, you go to Europe and you're like, oh, I'm going to backpack in Europe. Like, why not backpack in America? 
you know, start kind of, kind of start, in, here. start in Florida or end your way up around. Or even just backpack in Oregon. I remember when we oh, first yeah. moved up here, getting to know people that are like born and raised here. They're like, I've been here my whole life and I still haven't seen everything. Yes. Like our state is so full of things. I constantly th- see things on Instagram, like other trails. Yeah, other like waterfalls and the so high desert. much, and- especially, well, everywhere, but the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. so much packed into it. Yeah. And I remember when my dad was alive, him saying that like the different parts of the country, like the deep South, as opposed to the Northeast, as opposed to West coast is literally like different countries where you visit them. And I, and think about like Southwest versus where we're at right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that that was one really amazing thing about the Grateful Dead and what Fish and Dead and Company do now is they offer one of the last safe, um, I'm air quoting safe, ways to do that, to see the country and be able to support yourself and experience different cultures within your own trip. Yeah, like have a reason to go do these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just weird to me to think that there's a lot of people that I've met in my life that are born and raised somewhere and have never left, literally never left. Like didn't have the money to go on vacation. If they did, it was to the mountains in the same state that they lived in or whatever. Or sometimes the desire. Yeah. Sometimes people that maybe have a, a small life living really can't see beside beyond that and not negatively, but they just, that's fine for them. Like they enjoy their farm work or their small town or their family or like what they've built. And they don't necessarily feel like they need to go to another continent to be whole or see anything. I don't, I don't know if it's to be whole. I I think that like some of my, yeah, but some of my favorite things that we've ever done and some of the things that are in my life now that I love are because of stuff that we did when we were traveling that I found out. Like you know what? what I, uh, one that comes to mind immediately and you, you're going to laugh is, is coffee. I remember <laughs> traveling to Hawaii and tasting Kona coffee for the first time in Hawaii and being like, I want that every day for the rest of my life. You were like, I want to move here and buy a coffee plantation and be a coffee farmer. I did say that. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) And without that, without experiencing other people, places, food, things, like, I don't know. I feel like my life wouldn't be in color. Those things absolutely provide inspiration for like new thoughts and like you said coffee senses for your senses you know like you get to see something brand new and beautiful that like when we went to Mexico and we saw those ruins the pyramids Chichinita. and the, the, c- the cenote that yeah. we went in like I'd never seen a freaking cenote before and never experienced the temperature of the water and that big hole in the earth with like that it was so hard to describe and what it made you feel like it gives you inspiration for stuff, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's just different ways to think, you know, one, so, one of my favorite things of traveling, I think you would agree. All everybody would agree on this is trying different foods, <laughs> different cultures, apple, different regions mm-hmm. of the country. Absolutely. It, it, 
that that's one of my favorite things. I, I would. You guys always like every time we I've gone on a lot of family vacations with Aaron and Mel and the kids and stuff. And I'm already like it's a month out. I'm already looking at what there is to eat, what the cool places are, what we got to do. And you get, they're always like, like, okay, Apple, where are we going to go eat? I honestly, Apple, I appreciate that so Me much too. because I wouldn't, I don't consider myself a foodie by any stretch of the imagination. I, I mean, I like to eat, but it's nothing that I think of firstly. It's, it's always an afterthought. And that's something that you always bring it's into first, our life. First thing on my radar. Yeah. You always bring that into our life. So I, by default end up eating great because you have that in you, but yeah, that eating different foods and just seeing how it's being cooked and stuff different. Like when we went to Puerto Rico, you unfortunately weren't there, babe, but it was so different than everything. How, how so? Well, I just wish, oh, the ingredients, the ingredients are different and the, the people are different and, and the, um, the marriage of flavors are different. Um, so it, it just, everything tastes different. Like, you know, and like, say you always like go to the, your favorite restaurant, right. And you go to the grocery store and you get like the same foods and you meal prep. So you have very fixed, um, tastes in your, in your, catalog right and then you go somewhere in a like a different country and you've never seen this fruit before and you've never witnessed what this seasoning tastes like and then you get that and it it makes you there's something that it does to you that you can't really right explain it's almost like reading a book that has information in it that you didn't have before you it like opens you up does something and that that's rad that like a and, smell well remember when we went to flavor? amsterdam <laughs> barely <laughs> <laughs> well what, what i remember oh, yeah. when we went to amsterdam it was like one of the first restaurants that we went to and it was like kind of like hard to get into and do you it, remember yeah, it was, it was like a weird thing yeah, i have video of it and we just were eating foods and Everything tasted so fresh and rich. Well, we and were high. What? <laughs> one, thing, one thing I remember from Amsterdam too is that which there's a lot of Europe is like there's not like it's not Americanized. There's not Safeway and yes. grocery no, store. No, no supermarket. You go. We you walk in just down the street from where we stayed. There's like the bakery. There's the cheese shop. There's the butcher. Like you go to each little store, little local yes. owned, family owned, yeah. and ran little dope ass spots that have the best food you get like that you could possibly want subs inside of like a 7-eleven ish type place yeah. or something yeah, it was, that was remember, it wasn't a chain i but remember like, the cheese one they're going in there and the guy's like checking us out we're trying some cheeses and he's like you want to you try some special cheese and he went and got the cheese like from back do you remember that no dude it, it was cheese that's not approved by like the uh fda whatever the, that whatever is their governing body is over there of cheeses and he's like yeah this is like <laughs> he's governor he's like, he's like this is shit that we're not supposed to have but you know and like it was like here because i like the funky cheeses and he's like oh this is th- this is not acceptable here but try this and it was so good uh, yeah i don't remember that weird i just keep thinking of mayor of cheese is that mayor mccheese would that be the guy that is over the governing body of the cheese there? I don't think so. That's, that sounds like an American thing. Okay. <laughs> Mayor, yeah. McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Um, yeah. So who wants to start? 
Of what was the question? Again? I'll start. I'll, yeah, I'll start because okay. I already yeah. knew already immediately know. because it's been one of like the dream vacation. Yeah, and this and pretty much centers one of the biggest reasons is because it centers around food. Okay, is a tour of of Italy. You want to go to. I, I wanted to go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, just, dude, you could just go down the street. Okay, yeah, Apple, right. We could do done. that for lunch you today. You ordered the tour of Italy from Olive Garden. <laughs> no, I've always wanted to go to Italy, even since I was a kid, because of the food and all the different regions and how they do things. To try all the different olive oils, the pizzas, the, you know, all the stuff. And I've always loved like Italian movies, like being on a moped. Like having a so Vespa, you want a Vespa, Vespa with yeah. a baguette. Fuck yeah, dude. I want a with Vespa. your stripes shirt. I want a dude. Vespa and, a and be that, cruising friends? through all the hill, going to all the, you know, because like, there's a lot to see in Italy and a lot of different regions of cooking styles and everything. And the women, the, the men and the women, it's a beautiful country. It's beautiful people. It's wonderful food. Italy has just always been one that's on my radar that I would love to go take a tour of. Okay. okay. And, and so if you went stay there, in a villa, I was just going to say that that was my next piece. So, okay. You're going to Italy. What kind of traveler are you? Like, are you the traveler that like, I'm cool to stay in like Airbnbs there by myself, or I want to do like shared hostel stuff or, I, I don't or, like- I, or I need like, I need four star or above. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a four star or above person, but it, like the hostel thing. I mean, but then again, I don't know. That's different over in Europe. Yeah, hostels right? are different everywhere you go. I'd, I'd want to stay in a villa. If I, recently, the did you guys hear the new the new season of the White Lotus? Part of it, the, Jennifer Coolidge. That's in it, Stifler's mom. Mm-hmm. That that's her, her. They go there and her her. I was like, oh, my God, that's like my dream. She wanted to do the whole Italy. She's like wearing a scarf and the big sunglasses <laughs> and on the back of the moped, you know, and that was different because she's like with her man on the back of the moped. But she, I, I envisioned that from like old Italian movies and like just the heritage of, of that being on a Vespa cruising through the hills, all the little roads, like a little, little and, and farmhouse going or totally off the, cause like, I mean, that's with most places, you know, there's always the touristy things. Nah, I don't care about that. I want to go off the beaten path and go into little villages and go have bread and pizza and hang out in the little cafes out front that are so cute. And the cut same thing. Co- you talk about a good coffee game. Italy, oh, yeah. Italy's got it, it down. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you're talking like a little farmhouse, maybe. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. You got your Vespa and and your bag. How long is this ba- vacation? Yeah. It, it would it would have to for, to, to satisfactory me to do like anything in Europe, right? It would be like two weeks. Okay. Okay. Two week vacation, if not long. Well, I mean, I would take longer, but I'm like, you know, two weeks is you know Minimum. that's a long vacation, and it'd give time to spend like you know two three days kind of working up through the regions and then for some reason i'd want to i'd want to end in sicily why because, because it's separate from the rest of the boot it's its own little island sitting off of italy and just the sicilian heritage and the way they do food it's so different it's totally different you got the what is it the uh, the ne- neapolitan like up top you got sicily Napoli. You got all the different, and they're so 
like fierce and passionate about their Tom ways Brace, the right way. Napoleon. And that their olive oil is the best olive oil. And, <laughs> and, and Those Italy, are great reasons. Italy always just carries like it always carries like an overtone of like romantic mm-hmm. music and the beautiful, you know, seashores and everything about it just brings such like such good feelings. Would to you me. would you want to see live music while you're there? Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see see what their local you know what all their local music is and okay yeah yes yeah that's Italy, fun Italy, all right Italy's, so we're going to Italy with Italy's Apple. my number one and that was Sydney wanted to do that this year for her birthday oh wow yeah okay. she was like mom can we go to Italy for my birthday and I was like I don't know Sid it's in the summer yeah <laughs> um well like it's and then like that city that just made me think of like going to Milan yeah like oh the yeah fashion capital of the world where they do everything converges there um all right so we're going to Italy with Apple ending in Sicily we're gonna have heartburn for two weeks and <laughs> maybe hey maybe not because of the way that they it's fresh yeah well and and, yeah how they farm their tomatoes might be a little bit different maybe not as acidic you know <laughs> who knows all right Mel, i want to find i want to find, where where wanna find out um you know before we moved to uh portland i really had a hard on for spain do you remember that yeah Costa I, del Sol. I really really wanted to go to spain and do like a whole flamenco uh thing is trying to catch this cool little spots where you can have tapas and have these beautiful men and women dancing and playing guitar flamenco and speaking spanish and staying up late and looking and just seeing their culture and their architecture and staying somewhere different all the time staying like maybe we'd stay in an apartment for a few days and walk around and then maybe we'd stay in a beautiful home and like with another family and like cook and hang out and maybe we'd stay in a tiny little room and make love all day and maybe we do like some freaking that shit now like some cool little like you know uh excursion on the water and i don't know i just want i always thought that spain would be such a great place to be and the colors and the just the vibe i feel like there's something there for me you know also I, i've also always you felt want, like want to talk about good food oh of course <laughs> well yeah good food exactly Spain, it, okay, also I, this may sound like a really stupid question but like what's like paella yeah okay what else is there I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not there right Spain. now. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, off the top but, of my head, I'd have to like look that. But yeah, up, like those but... tapas and like even drinks. I'd love to have drinks in a strange place. I'm not really a too well, much of an a alcohol drinker, but I can do it and I don't mind it. And I would love to just like let us have like this awesome tour guide who lives there his whole life or her whole life and just shows us around and takes us to the coolest places, lets us meet the little abuelas and just have some underground fun time. Maybe freaking go to a rave there or whatever. I'm have some freaking little yeah, coffee with the freaking pinky out, like all those things. Pinkies out. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. So that's mine. And and no no like four star hotel. You're down to like stay with people if we had. To. Oh hell yeah! Because that's you. Okay, when you when you isolate yourself in a different country by staying in a four star hotel, maybe say for the whole trip, you're missing out on the yes. interactions that you could possibly get by like going to the bathroom and bumping into somebody or coming in late and somebody else is up late and like 
you miss the interaction of and the possible, I would say, interactions of the could, culture. You could stay at a four star hotel anywhere. Yes. Like that would that take you out of the culture and the purpose of like getting into I mean, maybe one everything. day to like do like some spa shit. Like, a like day. that 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 is one thing that anywhere I go, and I will say this, Apple's about the food. Anywhere I go, I want to do some kind of spa treatment because not only does it feel freaking fantastic, but I am into that. I like to know how other people touch people and make them relax and what kind of products they use and how they set their rooms up and, and what are you looking at when you're in that room? What kind of, um, you know, what kind of wallpapers on there? What kind of towels do they use? I know that might not be interesting for people, but <laughs> I'm into that. And I would yeah, love to have some kind of dope ass spa treatment with like some freaking, you know, something on my um, cucumbers on my face while they're massaging me. Yes. That's what I want to do. That's a, I agree with you on that. Because that's something I've always wanted to do. Like the, like what is it, the dead sea where you go yes. get in the mud yes. and like a lot of the European countries where they have these ancient natural springs and hot, Absolutely. hot pool, you know, hot springs and the mud that they apply to you and it's different everywhere it's incredible there's this place in iceland that i don't know what it's called but you can go in and soak in these like pools and have you know the lasso therapy water therapy and stuff like that that is uh, that would be an awesome tour for me to be on like you want to go on the tour to italy with the i said (laughs) iceland's on my that lady we saw the other night at the railroad earth show that was going that was talking about going to iceland when we were in the merch line oh yeah she's talking about going to iceland with she's all i don't know what the the fuck is in iceland but we're going for these shows and it's like iceland they were going for for railroad earth in iceland yeah no no it wasn't Humphreys. um no Okay. It was anyway, band. I can't remember what what it was. Uh, oh, Green Sky. Yes, that's it was right. Green it was Sky Green Sky and some other bands. But she was like, "But there's nothing in Iceland." It's like Iceland is amazing. Okay, but so yeah, we we want to do spa, tapas, flamenco, and uh, sex in Spain. Okay, and Spain Let's also go. is the culture and the heritage behind what we know is like Mexican food and Hispanic cooking, you know, it mm-hmm. all started there and spread out from there. Well, uh, Mel wants to go. So show's over. Everybody will, we'll see you next week. <laughs> and uh, actually we won't cause we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks on Mel's vacation. Yeah. Um, and know. yeah, I would say a minimum of two weeks is, is necessary because you know, you miss like two to three days travel on yeah. each side. Yeah. 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 So that's like right there. If you're missing four days, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's my turn. Yeah. Unless you want Darwin to chime in. Darwin, where do you want to go? I want to go right here. Okay, cool. I want to go, go to Milkbone Land. <laughs> <laughs> Look at he looked up. Sa- I want to go to Germany. Yeah, Germany's got lots of sausages. Um, <laughs> there, There's a bar in Vegas. That's where you want to go. Hang on a minute. Let me get there. There's a bar in Vegas called, I think it's four below. 32 degrees. Oh, yeah. Four below or something like that. I think it's called 32 degrees, babe. Okay, anyway. And it, inside of the bar, you like, before you go in, they put a fur coat on you. Uh Big mittens. And all the glassware is not glassware. It's actually ice. Ice. And the bar is made out of ice. And it's freezing fucking cold in there. And it's really cool. Anyway, point is. It's called 32 degrees, like your wife said. Okay, you were right. Anyway, um, 
There's a hotel. I think it's in Iceland. I'm pretty sure it's in Iceland. It's made out of ice. That's all ice. And you can go in these rooms that like you could book a room that is completely made out of ice and snow. Didn't you show that to me? Yeah. Yeah. And like the bed is the most, looks like the most comfortable, warm, cozy bed you've ever slept in in your life with like animal furs all over it. And, And the ceiling is ice and you can see through it. So you can see the Northern lights while you're like in your, igloo ice cabin thing yeah and at christmas time it's all christmas themed and they have like sleigh rides with real reindeer and huge parties with like a giant trust like 50 person table where everybody eats together and they know they do the ice sculpture competitions too for all the decorating and they have like uh, cross country skiing tours of like to hot springs in this like winter oh gosh, wonderland. That would be amazing. And it's just this like amazing winter. I agree with world. you. I'm down for that. I'm just surprised you said that because you're not, you don't really like the cold a lot. I, but that, that I guess with like a fur coat, or, dude, you get cold on the front patio in I, springtime. I do, but I like it. <laughs> I, I, have always my whole life I've wanted to see the Northern Lights. Same, yeah, babe. okay. Same. Um, it's a when I think about like n- psychedelic stuff that is not inside my head with my eyes closed, like out in the world, that is probably the most psychedelic thing that planet Earth, one of the most psychedelic things planet Earth has to offer. Yeah. Like shifting color patterns in the sky. Like, okay, count me in. I want to go. And then, like, the culture of the, like, Icelandic Norse people is so interesting to me. It's so violent and, and so harsh but beautiful at the same time. And I know, like, very little about their food. And and how they do their trip up there, that it's so getting into the culture would be all new. Always been super interesting to me. And when I did, when I saw that hotel, I was like, I'm going there someday. I'm taking Mel, and we're booking one of these weird rooms. And then they also they had the fire. I've watched several things. Well, I think we all have seen things on Iceland. They also it's one of the most active volcanic areas. You can go on the tours of all the volcanic flows. There's hot springs everywhere. There's certain minerals that are like in the hot springs that are not anywhere else on earth. Like it, it's, it's extremes. Like you said, the eye, the fire, the ice, it's, it's, it, it Iceland's dope. And, and the thing like at Christmas I time see Bjork that I was talking Iceland. about, Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. It, it's, it's not like when, when my kids were little, we took my son to uh polar express in, in Arizona and I mean, okay. It, it was, was cute. It was cute. Whatever. It's fine. But it was cheesy Christmas stuff, right? This is not that. This is like the dopest like shit. Historic, you, yeah, like historic. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, rooted in deep roots of St. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Not Santa Claus no. and Macy's Parade. Uh-uh. And it just, that time of year, 
I love that time of year. First of all, it's like my favorite. And that would be really cute to do. Right. I for a Christmas treat to lay in a fur covered, comfortable bed on our backs, staring up at the sky, watching the Aurora Borealis dance. Sounds like the most romantic, coolest thing ever. It does. Doesn't it? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I'm very shocked because there's no music involved in it, anything you said. No. I'm shocked. Well, okay, Umphreys is playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they play up there. We could go. I mean, okay, first of all, full disclosure, <laughs> we, we stopped recording after I said that last bit, and it's the next day. <laughs> So I'm not gonna like just keep talking and pretend. Yeah, yeah. Umphrey, well, yeah, man, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And since then, like we went out to it, we had a nice dinner, and and you and Aaron realized we had something. a lunch yeah. actually. Okay, so for, oh yeah, that's true. First <laughs> off, I was wrong. The hotel I I mixed up two hotels in my mind. So there's one hotel. It's called Kaxlatanen. Okay, and it's in Finland. Ooh, that sounds fun. That is the Funland Christmas. Uh, Winter Wonderland Hotel. Okay. The other hotel Which that looks dope. Aaron showed me the video for it. It, it. It's like a Winter Wonderland. They got Christmas trees and reindeer and, and the uh, what do you the dog sleds with the dogs. I showed and, you. I had the site saved on my computer for a really long time. One of my coworkers gave it to showed it to me, and I showed it to you a while back. And I was like, I want to do this someday. So when we very first moved here, you don't remember. I mean, do you remember six years ago? Barely. One, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so one thing, one time. So, yeah, it's called Kaxlatanen, and it's in Finland. It sounds It's cool. not in Iceland. So do you still want to go to Iceland? Yeah. So, well, sure. But the other, the ice hotel that I'm talking about is in Sweden, and there's one in Norway. And, uh, yeah, so that's... What I wanted to do. I, I said the wrong place. But, okay. You said the wrong country. Yeah. Okay. But the thing, I, so the ice hotel and Kaxlatanen are two different things that had molded into one, one giant idea, idea <laughs> spot. But you you could turn head. it all into like a, like a two, three week, like Nordic snowy adventure. Nordic adventure. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. Let's go. That when are we dope. leaving? Mel, you ready? You and Apple can do that trip. I don't want to be that cold. It. All well, that's it, what I said about Aaron. I, I was like, I was like, you of all people, like, like Aaron with cold is the funniest thing. He liked that. But then when he showed me the video, it made like everywhere. It's like a couple everywhere they're going. They're wearing like big comfy parkas and they look I all have cute. That. They provide, they provide it. all this stuff that had the big hat, furry hats, everything. They hook you up. So it looks so tranquil, t- tranquil, tranquil <laughs> and cozy. I like guess tra- I could, it, it could when he showed me the video, I could picture both of you because you both like to like bundle up, cuddle up mm-hmm. and cover up up that to your true. chin. And I'll be cold if I, I have picture. to, but 
I don't want to be cold. Yeah. Well, yeah. everything they show is like staying warm. Like they're in the sauna. Yeah, so go in the to awesome the sauna. beach. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll show you the video and you'll be like, oh, that looks dope. The hot springs in cold, that sounds fun. There's like a, a, a hatch in the snow and you go down. In, I actually do kind of remember a little bit now yeah, that you mentioned and, and that. And there's like sauna down there and then you climb out and jump in the cold pool and the whole thing. After I saw it, I was like, okay, that's that's dope. Yeah. Um. So like I said, we... We stopped recording and it's the next day now. And I wanted to talk about something that Mel brought up yesterday um, when we were driving. And um, it, it was kind of out of the blue, actually. You brought it up. You were like, I love that. If you could see what Mel's looking at Aaron, like, <laughs> what did I say? I don't remember this. Oh, I do. Because the minute right. we started this, talking about it, I was like, this conversation needs to be on the show. All right. Um, you brought uh, up Goose. Oh, and, I, okay, and the I passing of the torch. Yeah. And what did you, do you remember what you said? Well, I said, um, okay. So after seeing goose and after, cause you have said that you felt like either fish or grateful dead was like kind of passing the torch on to goose and not that I agree or disagree. It was just like, Oh, okay, whatever. But after I saw like the whole taboos thing and them going to playing in the sand and just goose's um, sheer level of attention, you know, what do you mean their attention or the attention that they're getting that the attention that they're getting um, from every Avenue, like from magazines to fellow musicians to the, you know, old, you know, people that are keeping it going and, and him working out with Bobby. And it just really, to me, seemed as if it was something because, you know, these guys aren't getting older. And although I don't blame aren't, them. Wait, what? These guys aren't getting older. I mean, yeah, they are. Well, you yeah. mean those guys aren't getting any younger? Yeah, okay. yeah. None of them, even Goose, they're okay. not getting they're they're not getting younger either. <laughs> no, um, but no, I mean like Bobby and and all the members of the Dead and even Trey and every member from Fish, like those big touring bands that have the following and have the ability to make people quit what they're doing and and travel around the country with them. Um, yeah, they're not getting any younger, and so they have to. It, well, they don't have to, but giving that blessing or passing on the fan base um, and just the acknowledgement of them doing good, it it seems apparent lately. And mm. so I started to think about what you said about the passing of the torch, and, and it really does seem like that. It seems as if through those two very big um, things, the Taboo show and and then, of course, Trey getting on stage with him even before that and all that kind of Trey stuff. Trey opened for Goose at Peach. Yeah, but like I remember when they were, um, I can't remember, it was at the Beacon or I, I can't remember where uh, Goose was. And this is before Taboos. But Trey came out and was like doing, like joined um, them on stage. Yep. It just, it like I said, it just... Um, seemed more apparent that they these more um senior 
musicians were passing on or even just saying welcome to the this welcome to the spot welcome like after watching um after watching the long strange trip oh yeah with connor the other day it really made me think about the community differently um the scene is its own like self-sustaining entity it's it's a thing and i always wondered um like how much importance or how much attention the band paid to what was going on outside Mm -hmm. because they're in their little insular bubble yeah right but after watching that and seeing that like they are paying attention to what's going on out there and talking to the musicians that we've spoken to, I really feel like there is a, um, how do I put this? There's a, and passing the torch is, is kind of one way to say it, but like a, an introduction being made. Yeah, that could be it too. Right. Like I think that like the fish community is very picky and so is the grateful dead community about what music, they allow in what what's cool you know what i mean and for trey to take the stage with them is showing them to a whole group of people that may or may not have wanted to pay attention otherwise yeah right yeah so it's like giving your fan base to them putting you on stage for their fan base and and there's all these um, comparisons made between goose and, and fish all the time. I hear it all the time. And I think it was really cool that dead and company took them to playing in the sand because in my experience, deadheads are a little bit more closed minded to uh, other music. Deadheads love grateful dead music. And have yeah. a difficult time listening to other stuff. We we did it for I, I, many yeah, many years. I only say that because that's how I was. Yeah, and so even with fish, I mean, um, <laughs> wait, wait, I would let me finish. I, well, I would just say this: the older deadheads, yes, yeah, yeah. So to bring goose out in front of everybody like that at playing in the sand is a stamp of approval from the band itself to the audience, right? They're not going to have some schleps up there playing bullshit. That's a million dollar spot, you know, to be near or around such a high end band, Mm -hmm. you know. And then also, uh, well. Well, okay. Another thing that made me think that, because that just, it didn't just pop into my mind. There was a few things because you saw that long, strange trip with, um, with Connor and I saw the tail end of it. And they were talking a lot about how um, Jerry was so isolated, even when they were, you know, touring or whatever. He stayed in the hotel room. He did not leave because he couldn't. His right. He's so um, visually noticeable that there was no way. And so I ended up listening to a podcast with uh, Wendy Weir, uh, Bob Weir's sister, and she is a channeler and 
was talking about um, her channeling some of the members of the, the Grateful Dead that had passed on. And one of them was Jerry. Um, and she's had, and I believe still does have a channeling kind of relationship with Jerry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that she was talking about, you know, just in addition to all, like all the stuff that I just said, it really um, made me realize that just that, like that passing of the torture, that moving on or that like ushering in a new age is really what, mm-hmm. what um, I saw and, and felt. What do you think, Apple? What do I think? Oh, but first I would back up to one thing because it's funny. I guess I, how you see things and stuff like you said, like Trey opened for Goose at at uh, at Peach. It's one way of looking at it, Ooh, but yeah. it's, like, it's like Trey headlined the the yeah. headlining <laughs> spot, and Goose got the late night spot, but killed it. And that that's one we'd seen Goose several times, but by then then that was the biggest stage we'd seen him on. And the performance that they gave, and we've talked to other people about it that were there and have watched the video. They, I mean, they they really on on their own. They were already doing it. Oh yeah, they they were already on a trajectory that was climbing, and and it's and it's kind of funny in the scene that I mean, they really have come up quite quick from yeah, from, uh, and we've kind of been there the whole way watching it and have dug them since the beginning, and a lot of people have kind of kind of shit on them for that especially now that they've gotten that spotlight from fish and grateful dead but it's one of those things i forget i was talking to cody or somebody and it's like we agreed on the same thing it's like and and they're they're not it's not one of those things it's the wrong way to put it but like you know you could talk shit if you could back it up they're not talking shit they're just getting out and doing their thing and all the people that talk crap about it's like how can you deny this they're i mean they're musical talent dude it's sun. It's musical Rick, sunshine. Rick's Rick's voice, Peter's antic, funny antics, and lightheartedness, and playing, and I mean, all of them are, have brought it together to this special thing that we we've always talked about too through the through the whole pandemic thing and everything that they got put on hold just like all of us. Mm-hmm. Their trajectory was. I think that Goose is one of the few bands that didn't get put on hold through the pandemic. They are one of the few that, that that sees the opportunity. Look at the bingo bingo tour and all that stuff is the thing that's made them get to where they are now. I mean, put it on hold. Everybody got put on hold, including them. It would have happened sooner, I guess is what I mean. Okay. That two years kind of, but, but that they were like a lot of, a lot of musicians that are kicking ass again, they use that time to hone their skills, to write more, to do, you know, do a lot of things. But I, I think it's awesome what's happening. I mean, obviously I agree with all of that. Like, like Trey recognize, it's kind of like game recognizing game. Like these guys are dope. Their message they're bringing, their following, everything fits with, with what's going on. And it's kind of, uh, I would, I like, that that's a hard one to get like the passing of the baton like maybe i think that's kind of the wrong wording it's more like the stamp of approval like we we're just saying kind of like welcome to the table welcome to the club we want our people and fish you know fish and grateful dead dead and company they know their fans are very uh 
critical specific and and very hard to open the door to somebody else and they're kind of like saying hey we like these guys we brought them along with us and here we want to introduce you to them yeah and take the stage with them and then their collaborations together like the like the dead and company one that seeing Bobby on stage with Rick singing Peggyo. That was oh, so dude. sweet. Oh my God. That was so that, sweet. Like if you, if you're a person that watches that and doesn't get anything out of it or understand what's happening there, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know where you're at. I don't you're, know what to tell you, man. Well, I mean, I think maybe somebody just seeing it for the first time, they don't know who Rick is. They don't know who Bobby is and just sees that. Well, that's different. Yeah. You don't, you can go like right over your head, but when you're in the musical scene and you, you know, you see that and you understand what that is, it was like such a tender, sweet moment that will go down in history and then to see them like working out and meditating on the beach meditating and like doing all of those like they really spent time together doing and that's what i think with goose we've seen them their whole way coming up and stuff they're very there i mean above and beyond everything else i think they are they respect this what's going on they treat it with respect and with grandeur the way Peter always introduces stuff when they collaborate. He's a great like MC for mm-hmm. doing all the things that happen. Like they're, they're so genuine and sweet about this opportunity and it's not wasted on them. There, there there's another <laughs> level to all this though. Like, yeah, by Trey playing with goose, they introduced goose to the fish community that wouldn't, otherwise have paid attention to goose and vice versa with dead and company. But the the other side of this is that like energy side of it, because there's a, a, a very um, deep psychedelic world that's peculiar and particular to fish and one that's very peculiar and particular to the Grateful Dead and to Dead and Company. When you're high at a show and that thing happens, it's peculiar and particular to that band at that time in that moment. And especially with those two bands, Fish being 40 years old this year, and Dead and Company slash Grateful Dead music, have been played for over 50 years. There's a deep, um, energetic world in that. And I feel like when somebody like Weir or Trey pulls somebody up on stage with them, it is a lot like, I asked this to Mel yesterday, like, um, what's the word? Darshan. Mm -hmm. Like when yeah, the, we were all in the car and we we're talking yeah, about this, like when the passing Buddha, of energy. Buddhist monks will lay hands on the younger monks to pass a lineage on to them, and it's a vibratory thing. And I see it as that. And yeah. and and it also, when you and I were coming up, fish and the Grateful Dead communities did not intermingle very often. Mm, no, it was completely separate. No, and so. I, this is to me is a like a link between the two is what grateful the, dead DNA and the fish DNA yes, intertwining exactly. into each other yep, now. Yep. And, and, that, and that to me 
is what Goose represents in my mind before this happened. Yeah. I was like, this is the best shit of like the Grateful Dead music style of jamming that I love and the best stuff of the fish world that I love put together into something new with their own stuff added on top of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That might not be the exact right word. Um, Darshan, also spelled Darshana, in the Indian philosophy and religion, particularly in Hinduism, it's the beholding of a deity. Okay, yeah, that's wrong. Revered person or sacred object. Okay, it's yeah, the wrong no word. Yeah, it's the wrong. There's no making so what, eye contact with the deity. Um, that, that was there, that's what happened when you went and saw Jerry. Yeah, Darshan. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> well, I want to ask. It's the it's another word. What do you, what what do you think? What do you think the possibility is? What what if we what if we got a co-headlining fish and dead and company <laughs> tour to break to completely bring the two together? That'd be so <clears throat> much people. Yeah, that's not that's too many people. I, I know. I throw it out there kind of in jest, but it's like, like like that's what's happening. Like like we we were really focused on just Grateful Dead music mm-hmm. until not too long ago. Mm, maybe four years Wait, ago. What, it, yeah yeah and, and when we went and saw fish for the first time when we were still living in vegas like started to get that it that was 2015 uh, yeah yeah so i mean so it's eight years yeah yeah for a long time it was just grateful dead and it, it, it was even hard to accept dead and company at first when, yeah. when that when that started you know yeah. after fairly well and everything but now we're so open to whatever everything <laughs> well and I think I think this whole this whole community is getting more like that, more open to. I mean, shit, we go see more. We go see as much bluegrass as we do other uh, stuff. Other stuff, yeah. And, everything now. and don't get me wrong, this isn't a this isn't a goose commercial. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't like them, you don't like them. That's cool. But I, yeah, you like what you like, exactly. But I, um, for for me, the last couple of times that we've partied and done whatever goose has been the thing that's been on and i can say that there is something magical there honestly that it's like i said this a minute ago it's musical sunshine when they get going there is there's something happening that is unique peculiar and particular to goose that is really strong and is um elevating really fast the um we saw them in 2019 with opening for pigeons right is that right i mean i don't know i'm not yeah, with you just, guys with the dates and shit it, like, I, I, I know, know we saw it was just before the pigeons. pandemic we saw them open for pigeons and they were good um that's when they did like the Wim Hof breathing and all that stuff. Yeah, they did the Ghostbusters. Well, that was still my favorite and... um, time seeing Goose. They were good, but then after the pandemic, we saw them two nights in a row, and it was evident that it was exponential the musicianship from time before. And then take it even a step further, we saw them in Pioneer Square over the summer, and it was even more. Which I guess is normal if you're practicing and doing your thing. Well, I mean, they'd been playing the entire time. So, I mean, you're only, you only get tighter and more locked in with your homies and better at feeling out the vibe and just, you know, I mean, 
think about when you're into something and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it. The minute you lock out of it, it's harder to get back in. So they've been traveling, you know, playing with the best and they're just freaking dope. Yeah. They and then when we better. see them get bigger stages, that's like you, you jumped or like, like going back to last summer, the peach festival performance, having that late night slot, that huge crowd, that crowd, everybody was into it <clears throat> and the way they treated that stage and the performance and everything to me, I was like, that was the first time it was like, Oh shit, these guys got it going on. They know what's happening. They respect this. Mm-hmm. They respect their people. They respect us. They, that, yeah. that really hit home that night and everybody that was there. I remember the next day, everybody was talking about that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, <clears> did you catch goose thing. last night? It was, it was really amazing. I guess the, <clears throat> the thing that I'm trying to say that I'm not saying well, cause there's really no words to explain what I mean is like, like when we saw them open for pigeons, it was a good show. Like, we watched a <clears throat> group of musicians play and it was great music. It was really fun. But the other times that we've seen them play is when there's times when a band is playing, when it's the band, the audience, and there is another thing there. Something else enters. And that's what I'm talking about. Not all bands have that, the, the sense of other, the, when when there's a presence in the room and the music is being played by that presence. And I don't experience that at every show. I don't see that happening with the gut people on stage at every show, but I've noticed that with them more each time we've seen them, that they're allowing whatever that thing is to come in and do whatever it does. And I, I, would gather that's why people like Trey and people like Bobby are saying, you know what, let's, let's have these guys out with us because those are the pioneers of playing with that other, with the other one like that, you know, yeah. it's, it's a crazy thing to watch. I, I, when you talk to people that were around when the dead came up or people that have like 1.0 fish fans. This is the kind of stuff that they talk about happening with them then. Yeah. Like seeing the crowds get bigger and knowing that there was something special happening. And since dead and fish came up, we haven't had that happen again. We've had really great bands come on the scene that fucking kick ass. And I can name a thousand of them that are amazing that I would travel to go see, but we haven't seen this happen at least not to this degree. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was just saying a second ago to Aaron, uh, like, like once I've got that with a few shows once in a while, like, like last year, sometimes you get those shows and it, it's a combination of like, the venue, the crowd, the timing, everything. Last year, when me and Aaron and Mel went to uh, Red Rocks to see Green was Sky. That last year? Uh, yeah, um, that was 21. Oh, I, you know, tw- that's right. That was 21. That was coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. And that's why it was so much more special. It was, it was one of the biggest things we saw happen after, like, the lockdown. And, and it was, it was like the whole thing. It was the timing, Red Rocks being so special and, like, sacred ground. 
but that performance, I, I love Green Sky, and that was the most amazing one I've seen. We've seen them a bunch of times now, mm-hmm. and that one was really special. Mm-hmm. And really, there was really something going on there. Yeah, I heard like in um in the long strange trip, it was I think it was Phil that was saying, you know, man, when when we were on and it was it was chugging along it nothing could stop us and that's the like it can happen for any musicians anytime it's like you said it's depends on the crowd and the venue and the night and i think that's what musicians mean when they have an on night or an off night you know what i'm saying especially in this scene that's what they're talking about but like consistently hitting that night after night after night after night and not having those bummer like oh fuck we didn't get there tonight shows yeah that's that's what we're seeing and i think that's what we saw with fish and that's what we saw with the dead and it's just a really interesting musical time to be alive right now to be able to like yeah see all this happening and and to be able to comment on it because normally we would be talking about history like this. You get what I mean by that? Yeah. And it's not as it's happening. Yeah. We're getting it in real time. Well, and then that's one thing I get too with some of the, not necessarily naysayers and stuff, but I know a few people that have like with goose, like, like it's still like, like I'm I'm on board, but it's still too early that they don't have enough of a catalog yet or a history yeah it's to hard. be judged by it's hard you know, to when you're a new band once they, they, they don't have off, a lot they exactly. don't have a deep catalog so like then, i look forward to them coming out with more music because their catalog isn't that deep yet and they're up there now they've you know that they, they've been and that that's the thing too and i'm sure they can handle it but now they've been put mm. kind of up on a pedestal and in a spotlight that puts pressure on you, which I, Shit. I'm sure they can handle, but I, I, and I, I, I hadn't really, thought of that. I hadn't really thought of this, but a few, few people I work with in the cannabis industry that are like us into everything are like, like I've, I've been to their shows and I've gotten down and I, I get it. But, but what's happening with them, man, that that's a, that's a lot to live up to. And I hope that, I hope they do it. And I, I think they can, but that that's the, you know, they, they don't have a deep catalog yet. How could that's they? what I yeah. no. That's what I'm saying. For and then that's Unless what that's where like King that's Desert. where some of the people talking, you know, not not really down on them, but why then? There's a lot of jam bands that have been around for a while yeah. with a deeper history and catalog that some people think maybe that maybe they deserve that spot more or something. Hey man, but there's it's not even one spot. It really <laughs> isn't one spot. It's just their time. Yeah. Like that's really what it is. There's so many spots. Like first it was the Grateful Dead and everybody was like, nothing can be like that. And then fish. And then it was like, nothing can be like that. And it continues to evolve. Like maybe, you know, jam band will evolve into something that's not even called jam anymore. It'll evolve into something different. And in the next five or 10 years, we'll be listening to things that, we don't even recognize, but are still getting the same amount of attention or notoriety as what's happening now, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cause goose's sound is not like the dead Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. And it is not like fish. 
Yeah, there's there's elements that yeah, there's yeah influence. influence and elements, but it's not like that. No. So these are completely different musical like types, and it's still growing. And they yeah they they have to get off the road in order to make a catalog. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh like, yeah, they've been freaking yeah. going for it and they've burning. It. Yeah, so. It's really exciting to see what's happening and to be able to be a part of some of these first shows that are creating the hype around Goose. Yeah, it, I look at it like Billy Strings caused a stir and is causing a yeah, stir. Yeah, he's still and, do, definitely doing it. And and that people will pick up and do Billy Strings tour. We know people. Well, I think it. now... Yes. The whole tour thing is not um, relegated to one band anymore. It's a thing to do now. I think that there was, it was like the Grateful Dead and then you would tour with them and then the Fish and you would do that. And in the East Coast, maybe widespread, few bands like that. But like now in 2020, 20 to, to now, 2020 to, to now, like there's a lot of people that, or bands that people travel for because it's a thing to do. But there's not band. There's people that will travel to see those bands, but there's not an ecosystem outside of each show for a lot of bands. There's, I've no, seen, I, I just don't know. Cause I don't travel. I've seen it. it at Billy strings. I've seen it at fish and I've seen it at dead and company. I haven't seen that outside of a Humphrey show or a pigeon show or a anybody. Yeah. Even goose. Like there's no, big shakedown and people in the parking lot for hours before well, that the takes, show. Yeah. And, that takes a while to accumulate, you know, like 40 years fish. Right. Like that is not, um, s- small and Billy, Str- it's happening with Billy strings, but I mean, he doesn't have thousands of people out like at a shakedown. That's not happening yet. You know, it, it's probably coming, <laughs> you know, but like that takes yeah, a while. To, yeah, it takes a while to establish yourself and and to grow a catalog and to, you know, play enough times where people you're a household name. You're not like, oh, who's that guy again? Like you're established. Yeah, it's okay, one, one thing that's always struck me with all them, too, and everything, which I mean, we, we kind of know the answer to and they don't they never strived for that is like. None of these bands are bands that ever get airplay, like on the radio yeah. station. Is that even a thing or, anymore? Or that are, or that, well, are or that are in the spotlight? It, well, even anymore. That was through the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. It's always been like like Goose doesn't get any airplay. I think they if they threw on fucking some of Goose on some of the alternative stations and stuff, people like more people would like them. But for some reason, it's kind of like that thing with the Grateful Dead. It's like the it's yeah, not for everybody. It's that's kind of cool to like kind of keep a secret you just kind of have with the, with the people that really get them and it's not that airplay number one singles and but stuff. Honest, I'm a- honestly asking that who I don't know anybody except for you nah. Apple that listens to the radio anymore. I listen nah. to the radio on occasion. You, Apple Apple is the only person I know that consistently listens to the radio every day. Yeah I do it on my drive to work and mm-hmm. back. That's it. So, uh, yeah. so I don't even know that that's a thing. Airplay. You can go on any streaming service and download it's music still, and listen to it. Yeah, that's 
airplay. Yeah, but no, no air air. Well, that that's selective. Mm, yeah, that's that, not that's airplay. That's you going selecting stuff. The airplay mm-hmm. is what is picked. It's kind of watching like NBC, CBS, yes. stuff like that. Yes. That's that's one thing I always kind of liked of it. It's kind of like a. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's kind of a glimpse of what pop culture is, and that's that's yep. what it is. Radio is like pop culture. That's where the big. That's where the big, big names are. You know, that's your Taylor Swift, Post Malone. It's mostly like rap, hip hop, pop, alternative that gets that kind of airplay and stuff. It's it's so weird. That's so weird to me. Yeah, and then then once in a while, some bands come out. Like one recently that that I was like, okay, fucking the the one singer that that uh, the band main um what's called main main skin man skin. Out of England, I don't know it. Uh, you'd know the song oh, if you heard it. My boss it. was actually listening to them the other day. Main Skin or Main Main, skin. main yeah, skin. Yeah. yeah, they they have one hit that like caught on, and you, you guys would know it. I can't think of the lyrics right now. I, I definitely wouldn't know it. But they're an Italian band, and I once somebody a customer at work was like, "You need to don't." That's the song that got them popular. That's like the song you're going to hear in a Cadillac commercial in a couple years or something. But the rest, I looked into them more, watched some live performances. They're just, just chosen. Is that it? I, I think so. I choose it. It's kind of a raunchy. He's got a raspy voice, but uh, that it turned me on to that the radio. But he had to go down the rabbit hole, the things they don't play, and watching their live performances. They're a fucking trip, and they have a hell of a following. Hmm. So, and this uh, was, and that was released in 2017. And it didn't get popular until just like recently. I wonder how stuff like that happens. Like, and, and I also love the pop culture world. I love, I, I like, I, I find myself singing along to Post Malone and shit like that. There's some dope songwriting and cool shit going on out there. And then I love too. Then those worlds converge, like Billy Strings and Post Malone or fucking homies. Yeah, and yeah. they've done shit together now. And you know, it's like that, that's why I listen to radio. I know Aaron's always found there. He's like. Really, dude? Fucking and, and I still love. I even off. bought you a, a satellite radio I, and for your I car. Never you hooked never up. I don't it. want it. I'm not <laughs> in my car that much. But I, I love going to my classic rock stations too. Fucking heading into work in the morning, a little ACDC comes on or something, or a little Steely Dan, whatever. It's like I know that. And then I also get turned on to other things. Plus, I work with a lot of people, listen to rap and all the pop culture stuff. I guess I just feel like that, like ACDC or. Even a Zeppelin tune or, okay, I'll leave Zeppelin out. But like ACDC and like classic rock. Yeah. I fucking heard it. Like it, it's the same shit over. And if it's been a 51 years of hearing that but it, shit. It can over. be super comforting for people and yeah. it can put you like back like, oh, hell yeah. And you think about when you freaking skip school and you fucking hung out with your girlfriend and you like. Went to the park. I don't know, but like yeah, the those, memory lane. those yeah, those kinds of um, that music has a way of bringing you back to in time. They're like little time machines, and mm-hmm. people enjoy, especially if sometimes they were the best times of your life. And it yeah. can invigorate you. I had a I had a new get pumped app- up. I had a new appreciation <laughs> and quick because I got to where like like Aerosmith would come on the radio, and I I immediately like I heard that what you just said, fucking heard it, but once. John B had asked us to weigh in on Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of newer to me again. I listened to it again with like Different fresh years. ears again. Yeah. 
And now I dig it. Like Dream On comes on. Yeah, it's like fuck, you know, there's certain things. It's just it's the nostalgia and stuff. Plus I I find myself singing along to like big dick energy and shit. These songs <laughs> these rap songs, Cardi B and stuff like that. You you out of the three of us, I would hazard to say that you are the most like sentimental, nostalgic one. And I would say the most well rounded. Okay, yeah. By far. I, like you you keep sentimental objects. You you get sentimental when certain things happen. Yeah. You are you're a reminiscent sentimental kind of person. I yes, am, I am. I am not. Like I just throw shit away. That's bullshit. Yeah. Not like that. He is it with well, you're, you're yeah, your own not, way. Everybody's got their own way of being sentimental. Apple just is like that with most things, but you are very much like that. Otherwise, a Grateful Dead wouldn't mean shit to you. Well, okay. Well, I'm with music. You know? I have a very huge palette. Of but you have like, like, this tchotchke was given to me by my sister, and it, it means something to me because on that in day. 93. Yeah, in I don't, I have like very few things like that in my yeah. life. I don't have a bunch of little knickknacks and shit. You, I, I would say this about you, Eric. It, it is that you, you were, you were, which, which this is awesome and speaks towards you and Mel's relation. You're sentimental with the life you built with Mel. Yep. Anything, Anything before, before then, that, other than maybe a couple things I gave you or something. It, there's not much before that. You're, you're sentimental in the life you created yep. with Mel and your children. Absolutely. And, stuff, and I think that, that's why, like when the classic rock stuff comes on. It doesn't, doesn't play. That's, I think that that's kind of why you and I have a little bit of a disconnect where Apple and I have Mel a connection too because yeah. I liked my life before you also, <laughs> like I didn't hate it. I had a great life. It was cool. I loved music. I loved all kinds of stuff. When I listen to alternative, I remember these amazing memories. When you listen to it, you think about dying and doing drugs. Like, so I get to go down memory lane with Apple in that way. And it's really cathartic for me because I don't get to talk about it with the person that I love the most. And that really (laughs) sucks actually. Like to not be able to talk. We don't really even talk about our previous life before we were together. Even to be fair, Mel, you had like three years out of high school. Yeah. But (laughs) three years out of high school, but I was a mother two and a half years before you met me. And I was fucking had a whole life before that too. I I, ran away and like, I, I had a life. It was just short lived, but there was a, it was in the perfect time in the nineties when everything was popping off Yeah, and it, it was like, it was still good. For yeah. Still was really good for, a, well, a, and a I, pre- I appreciate that with Mel too. Like, okay, I remember one of the first times we really bonded or talked God, about I it before that. is when we done some Molly at their house in Vegas years, like early 2000s. Oh, Dr. Dre and, and, and Aaron Snoop was Dog. tired and like Dog. went to bed and, and Mel's like, I'm putting on fucking Snoop Dogg. And Aaron's mm-hmm. like, uh, wasn't his jam. Like, like I fell asleep on the he's, couch. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to bed. And me and Mel, Mel, talk about Mel still to this day blows me away by knowing the lyrics to so many rap songs. When that when they're on, I know it's I, I, I can sing to part of it, but you could turn the music off in the middle of it, uh-huh. and Mel would finish the fucking song like the way it's intended to be, yep. with like attitude and the fucking emoji. She knows so much rap and is so good at it. And then I also appreciate too, because I know I get it. You don't have the same nostalgia like I get out of the grunge era. That the grunge, 
Well, grunge is something that like really saved my life. It's and, hard and it for makes me, to me feel to. really good. I'll get on a grunge kick once in a while. It's usually when I've had a few drinks. I have to leave when you do. Aaron that. comes out and I'm he'll come yeah. out for a smoke. I'm on the patio, like in the middle of like Alice and Chains. Which I Nirvana. fucking love. And I, I never. And he's like, he's yeah. like, really, dude? Okay. All right. And he hurries up, finishes smoke, and goes back. Th- those the are house. the times when I love the hanging Mel out with you the most. Me, and we yeah. talk about it. And because that's another thing, too, I like with Mel is. Uh, Aaron knows the stories. We were like hanging out, you know, we were friends, but like talking with him, like, yeah, like what no. does this song mean to you? And like getting into exactly. that and like, we yeah. don't, like, he doesn't even know what those songs mean to me. Cause we don't listen to them together. I, I yeah. Those songs have like, those are like trauma. Yeah. It's trauma. Like for but real, it, but for it's real. interesting. I mean, all, all of this, like what we're talking, it just speaks to like the power and the magic and everything. Yeah. Of music. music. Yeah. Of all types it's a a time machine it's a memory recorder and maker it is an attitude adjustment it's a spiritual conduit it's a way to get to talk without having to say anything like you can give somebody a song and it'll like say everything that you want it to say oh yeah that that's a great way like mm-hmm. like okay like well like the, to that i go down like to elton john i wrote this song mm-hmm. for you know yeah. so i put down these words yeah. <laughs> you know yeah like, like last week at the dispatcher everybody's a little funky in the morning and i'm working with Artie and lady and i put on fuck i go and i knew I, like some songs you know will just break that i put on brick house Fucking and the next yeah. scene, uh, fucking they're dancing. We're all dancing. The customers came in. They're like, "Fuck yeah, brick house, laying it down." Yeah. Uh, you know what, Apple? You're not allowed to sing that anymore. Why? Because you completely ruined it. Oh, on, on, the, on, the, on the quiz show. On the you ca- know what? What karaoke is cool? Karaoke. Like when you're in a, a shared space, say like like a grocery store, retail spot, a place with a lot of maybe people with different age groups you put on stuff like that like throwbacks it includes everybody but if you put on a specific like metal or jam bands or you know exclude like you know only jazz like that doesn't allow people to come together unless they all like that and so it's it's kind of when you put on pop music um or it's old more inclusive it, it or... is inclusive it, a lot of people even if they're younger maybe their parents grew up with it so they know it and so like pop music like michael jackson or something michael jackson um tlc um you know <laughs> like casey and the sunshine band okay, like okay. things like that that are have been like through the years and maybe not into the 2000s or like to 2020s i should say but like up until that you put on that music and it allows people to have camaraderie where other where they otherwise wouldn't absolutely yeah and that music even though especially as genres back in the old days it it broke genres too yeah. because everybody knows those no well, matter creed color sex everything we're all influenced and heard those well y'all haven't um whoever's listening to this you have not heard this interview yet because we haven't put it out yet but um maurice tanny he'll be out shortly and we had a conversation about when he was younger and listening to like the top 40 and there wasn't like separate um like genres they would just play 
music that was. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, conversation. Just, they would just like play music, and so you didn't think you were getting R and B or um, you know soft rock or anything. You didn't think that to say that because it was just all inclusive for yeah. e- everything, mm-hmm. and that's like the coolest way. So you don't even. I wish you, we still had that. Yeah, like we Casey Kasem's yep. <laughs> top forty countdown every fucking weekend. That was dope. Me I and my sister used to. You'd get like. Earth, Wind, and Fire, then Olivia Newton-John, oh, yeah. then the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. and then like fucking Hank Williams Jr. It was It amazing. was like whatever was yeah, charting. Gladys Knight. More when they tracked the sales yeah. and the charts, and that's what everything went by. Yeah. But it was a very eclectic mix of like everything. But yeah, so you see, even music can be scarring, like what happened with you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it is there, these mantras are so in ingrained in us and the fact that you know you can remember lyrics and sometimes you can't even remember your social security number yeah, i can i can you know? like remember the feeling of being dope sick and down in a hole playing by alice yeah, and alice and Chained, like the dirt wanting to album. die See, like it's when I listen to terrible. when I listen to Alice in Chains, it reminds me of the last times that me and my brother hung out. And so to me, when I it was like the very last good memories that I had with my brother before yeah. that. And then raw, that, that whole you know? album, Dirt, I, I look back at it. I mean, you've talked about that. That was a life change. And that album helped save my life. When I was at a down point, like, oh shit, he's talking right to he's you know, going through it too. What's my drug of choice? And got- like the like, it was a lifesaver. And I go back to that, and it's good feelings every time. Yeah, mm. good, especially so nutshell. Weird. Oh my gosh, that nutshell, that song, <laughs> man. No and excuses. then when they were all doing freaking um, MTV. Uh, the MTV unplugged. unplugged. Oh my, oh my god! Yeah, why that isn't was, that? Why isn't that still happening? I think that they okay. still do it, but it's not like it's it not used cool. to be. Not like yeah. it's not like yeah. it used to be. You're not getting Kurt Cobain up there in a sweater. No, not uh-huh. anymore. Wow, good, good talk, guys. Yeah, good well, talk. Are, are we gonna are we gonna answer the the wing question, or we're we gonna save that? Let's for, save it. Okay, let's save it. All it's, right. it's not apropos right now. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well that was a tidbit. We have a we have a listener that asked a question of us that Call you'll have to line. Uh, you'll have to listen into and find out. So yeah, we'll be back on Friday to join you for your morning commute. And, and we want to thank the Edible Beats. Yeah, for yes, collaborating collaborating with us on this episode about travel and music. I, that is what this ended up being. Yeah, yeah. travel and music. <laughs> travel, so th- music, traveling, go see music. Hey, music for traveling. Just so y'all know, like, there's no script to this. When I sat down on, well, yesterday, before we started. You sat down on yesterday? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> But when I hit record, I decided what I was going to say like that. There was no like we didn't discuss it beforehand. So I think they know that about us. Well, I'm just saying now. just in case by now, yeah, they, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, for those that are new to the no simple road world. Like th- this is all. That's what makes it so shit, fun man. to us as well as we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, if it was like script, like you're here, get on your mark. It gets too this boring is, if you have to yeah. think about it all the time. You're thinking about it all day. Like, okay, t- we're going to talk yeah, about, be thinking like, about these questions. No, get out of here. The, answer these four questions. What is your favorite porridge? Although I do like being questioned. <laughs> yeah. 
Where Every now and on then. the night of December 23rd. <laughs> okay. We love you guys. We'll be back on Friday. And, um, you know, travel. It's good. You know, if you can. Yeah, travel. Listen to music. Shit, yeah, just go, walk across the street. Don't go just down memory lane. Do that. Yeah. It's like two of my favorites always put me in a good mood, and it's maybe funny to some people. Rihanna and Taylor Swift are oh, my Tay -Tay. angels. <laughs> Shake It Off is one of my favorite songs uh -huh. when people are giving me Taylor crap. Swift, we were just oh, talking yes. about this yesterday. Taylor Swift, some of her lyrics and stuff. Listen, or, watch her documentary if you haven't. It's worth the amazing. hour and a half she is or whatever. Cool. I'm gonna, I'll just admit it. She's she was cool. a performer at like Dude, four. writing songs at like three and four years Performing old. Like what? The With a guitar even? Like, stop And hey, it. man, the Swifties are going to single-handedly fix the ticketing industry so i'm about it and then, Me too, and man. then anything reread touches is gold so all right. oh that's chris this is smile and a stranger <laughs> safety third hydrate pet your animals work 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 and, work and when i'm with you i'm looking as well remember just shake it off oh my god tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.